Greetings, everybody. This is Rich Force, and I am the CEO of Medical Marketing Solutions. And this is another episode of Turbocharge MD. And this podcast is specifically for private pay medical practices, owners, salespeople, operations, whoever's an employee or a part of your team, helping you out with marketing and sales strategies which will help you increase your revenues and therefore help you increase your profits. Today, we're going to speak about a very, very important topic, which is follow-up. And it's a fine line between your success, frustration, and failure. Follow-up is so important. And if you're not having a specific strategic follow-up strategy or You're not following up with your prospects, and we're going to specifically talk about prospects today, then you're missing out on a lot of revenue. You are not building the foundational relationships, which are important with your potential patients to actually have them want to do business with you, become familiar with you, educated by you because you're giving up way too fast, or like I said, you're just not following up with them at all. So We're going to talk a little statistics first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about why follow-up is so important to the success of your business, where it can actually make or break your business. I'll talk about some common things I see amongst practices, which are really easy to fix, or at least you should look for a solution or hire professionals who can coach your team, train your team, or just lay out a strategy for you and hold your team accountable. So sales, and when we talk about sales, we're talking specifically about new sales to prospects who are interested in your practice, interested in your treatments and services. 80% of sales require at least five follow-up calls before the deal reaches what would be considered a close, which is somebody who says, yes, I like to be involved with your practice. I'm ready to do that first transaction and get started with my first treatment. 44% of salespeople, 44%, so almost half of all salespeople give up after one follow-up call. And there is a lot of opportunity and lost opportunities for closed deals and new patients. So if you have somebody who is a prospect at your practice and you follow up with them one time, let's say they came in, they did a consultation, they didn't buy, and you followed up with them just one time, there is absolutely no way that you are going to get that person to convert into a new patient. Obviously, if you followed up with them zero times, Uh, absolutely not going to happen. And, you know, there's a whole psychology behind follow-up. If you, even if you're the best closer in the world, you have a great sales team, most people are not going to buy on the first interaction, especially when it comes to medical treatments. They need a little bit more education. They definitely need a relationship built. Uh, There has to be rapport. There has to be a level of trust And they have to believe that the treatments that you are offering are going to help them overcome the challenges that they have. So, you know, following up after your initial call or your initial 
appointment or visit is very, very important for getting the business done. Um, you know, most salespeople just aren't aware of how important it really is. And besides the obvious, let's give you some reasons that you want to make sales follow-up calls and you want to move forward with your prospects. So number one, follow-up calls add value and they definitely create a connection. So, you know, instead of just counting on promises that you're making during the initial meeting, you know, follow-up call really helps your sales team know where he or she stands in a current deal. Um, you know, you're dealing with somebody, you spoke to them one time, you agreed to follow up with them, and you should make an appointment to follow up. I will call you on a specific day at a specific time, and then you're going to execute that. And that shows intent to continue to develop the relationship. So you're cementing your connection with your prospect, you're furthering your relationship with them. And even if you feel like the deal is closed, like they're ready to get started and want to get involved with your treatments or programs, a follow-up call just shows your prospect that that you're not just interested in a one-time transaction, you're interested in building a long-term relationship. It's not just about a short-term sale or a commission. And that's the way it should be because you know most practices offer multiple treatments. And if you have a patient who comes in or a prospect who comes in and gets started on a particular treatment, when you continue to build that relationship with them within the practice, they're going to be interested in additional treatments as well. We're going to call those upsells or cross-sells. So you really have to show intent to build a relationship. Uh, you really need to show them that this isn't just a one-time hit that we're looking for. Uh, and then, you know, when you do this kind of follow up, you know, this goodwill ensures not only that your patient's happy, your new patient's happy, but there's someone who will also recommend you to their friends, you know, and their colleagues as, as well. Uh, you know, the, the, the next thing is that follow up calls really build a level of trust. So part of your sales team's job is to reinforce your prospect's decision about making a purchase or making a decision to do a treatment program. Many of your treatment programs are life-changing, even if they're not, they're important to the person because they have a challenge that they want to overcome. So the whole process really starts during the first conversation where your sales team walks a prospect through reasons why the actual decision to become involved with your practice is worth it and important. That, you know, that encouragement should be followed in a subsequent follow-up call, which can really help to build trust. So, you know, trust in your treatments, trust in your products, trust in your programs really can turn into loyalty towards your entire brand, your entire practice, and that could absolutely lead to more purchases down the road. Um, follow-up calls also address, you know, possible problems earlier. Um, so sometimes you have a prospect who has an issue that was overlooked during your initial call or the initial communication with them. And, you know, when that happens, it can result potentially in a cancellation or they've maybe made a decision and changed their mind and want a refund. And that really just spells a disaster for everybody on your sales team. So you need to proactively work to address issues during the follow-up process and your sales team can also reduce the possibility of ending up in a negative situation. So when you're speaking to prospects, make sure whether you're in person or whether you're on your phone, 
make sure that you encourage your prospect to ask questions and answer all their questions before ending the conversation. If you listen to my series of podcasts, I really take you through every step from rapport building to the actual sales process. Um, and this is really the final part of the sales process. If somebody did not get involved, it's how many times you follow up, how you're following up, when you're following up, holding people accountable for following up. So you really want your prospect to be engaged, ask you questions. And before ending the conversation, you know, you want a commitment to either a further conversation or for them to get started on one of your programs. So, you know, besides just securing a sale or a deal, you're also letting your customer know that your practice provides excellent customer support, no matter what the situation is. And then I really think that the most important goal of a follow-up call is just really to secure the sale. So, you know, based on the statistics I shared with you at the beginning that um, 80% of sales require at least five follow-up calls and only 44% of your sales team is even doing one follow-up call, it shows you that there's a lot of effort that needs to be put into five follow-up calls. When you do them, um, you're going to have much greater success you know, with the follow-up. And it's not just calls, and I'll get into that you know, in a few moments. It's multiple ways of uh, reaching out and communicating with your prospects. So the less you follow up, and if you're not following up, you're really selling your practice short. If you know statistically that one out of every 10 people buys on the first phone call or on the first consultation, you would then think, well, I really need to follow up this person regularly, you know, scheduled and deliberately to get them interested again in your practice and the treatments that you're offering. You know, when it comes to, you know, practice management, you know, don't forget when you have a cold prospect who really doesn't know who you are and however they heard about you, it might have been from a digital ad, uh, social media, could have been through a TV ad you ran, a referral, a grassroots marketing effort, wherever you met that person, when they first meet you, they're just cold. They, they don't know you. So, the you know we I've mentioned this in prior podcasts. We're not hunters. We're, we're we're farmers. We want to cultivate relationships, and you know we can't expect that every single person, upon the first interaction, is just going to say yes. Let's get started. Here's my money. Would that be the ideal situation? Absolutely. And the more skilled your sales team is, and uh, the better trained they are, then the higher percentages of closing rates they'll have with fewer interactions or potentially, you know, fewer follow-up calls. But again, you know, if you look at your database of all the leads that you've had, let's say over the last you know, year, two years, three years, most practices probably have hundreds to thousands of leads sitting somewhere in a database that potentially nobody is following up with. So if you don't follow up, the answer is always going to be no, they're not interested. And interestingly enough, what I have found, you know, through all my practice management clients and, you know, working with practices just like yours is that 
There are plenty of people in your database who want to buy. The thing is, though, is that if nobody's following up with them, you're kind of bottom of the mind status where you always want to be top of mind. So say you spoke to somebody uh, on you know January 27th, and if you follow up with them and they didn't get started on January 28th and then February 2nd and then February 6th, you're still top of mind. You know, they're listening to your voicemail, they're getting your email, they're reading your text, you're still top of mind. If you don't contact that person for three, four, five months, they've forgotten about you. And what I've also found is that normally they didn't go out and find a solution to their issue. Usually they're either living with it or they felt excited about it when they first contacted you. And then they kind of just lost interest because they're used to having whatever it is that their challenge is. And, you know, when people are used to things, getting out of their comfort zone is very difficult. So, you know, once again, I'm not, I, I can't even stress enough how, you know, to me that this is one of the most important parts of the whole sales process. Yes. Fantastic to get people on the phone. When you get people on the phone, that's your hottest lead. And let's say it's the initial conversation. And if they don't do anything or don't make any decision, you know, calling them back or, you know, speaking to them, you know, via email or text is very, very powerful because you want to keep them engaged. You want to show that you're interested. You want to show that you really are professional and that you want to build a relationship with them. And most of all, that you want to help them. And I hope that is the intent for everybody. We don't want it just to sell. You know, we want to build a long-term relationship. The more long-term relationships you build, uh, the more and better results that your patients get, the more you're going to benefit that through referrals, testimonials, great reviews, and what have you. So, you know, just just remember that, you know, good relationship and trust is gained from follow-up calls. Um, you're just encouraging people to purchase from you, to be a part of what you're a part of. And if you do a really, really good job with your follow-up calls, I guarantee you that not only will you have a brand new patient, but you're going to have a raving fan who is going to refer you in the future and make sure that their friends know about you. Because when somebody overcomes a challenge, they certainly know other people that have similar challenges and they want to probably want to help those people out as well. And who's going to be the source of help? It's going to be you. So, you know, I kind of want to take this last segment to address, you know, what I really see as the major um, challenges you need to overcome as an organization. So if you're the owner of the practice, it's listening to this or you're one of the people who's responsible for making phone calls or handling your web leads, it's very, very important that you think about some of these specific um, topics or line items I'm going to talk about right now. So number one, you need to have a follow-up strategy. It's not just follow-up whenever. It's follow-up according to setting a list of tasks. Um, if you have a CRM, every CRM gives you the ability to set a task. 
So if I'm on the phone with Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith tells me he needs to think about it, uh, certainly I'm going to have further discussion with him based on our conversation and try to overcome that think about it or money objection, whatever it might be. But let's just say that Mr. Smith decides he's not going to do something at that very moment. My next step is confirming the next time that I am going to follow up Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, I understand that you want to speak to your wife about this, and I'm sure she'll be really supportive, and she wants, you know, obviously the best for both of you. Um, when do you think that you're going to speak to her? Great. I'm going to give you a call back at Wednesday at 4 o'clock p.m. And what you're doing, you're setting up, you know, once again, it's being very professional. You're going to go on your calendar. You're going to go on your task list, and you're going to set that call for that specific day. You're going to set a reminder for yourself. And you're going to make sure that you call them at that time. And that way you're not surprising them. You are actually have an appointment for a follow-up call. So that's really, really important is to set next steps, but also strategically know that your follow-up strategy is going to be three ways. You're going to follow up via voice, which is calling. And if you get to your answering machine, you are Definitely want to leave a message. I wouldn't talk about sensitive topics, but I would just let them know who you are. They obviously will know who you are. You're following up with them. would love to get them started. You know, please give you a call at your earliest convenience. Now, if you speak to somebody or you are in front of somebody doing a consultation and they do not buy, they do not get involved, uh, you definitely would, the minute they walk out that door, you want to go into your CRM system or wherever you're keeping your records, you know, annotate the reasons why, and then send them an email almost right away or a text. Thank you for visiting. Really enjoyed speaking with you. We want to partner with you in this journey of health and really help you overcome your challenges. Uh, again, very, very professional. The minute I get off with a prospect and they have not made a purchase, I get, they get a follow-up email probably within about five minutes. And that's just part of a strategy. The other thing you need to do is text. So, you know, texting, you know, everybody looks at their phones all the time when they're ringing or, or when messages are popping up. And uh, it's just nice to have your name in front of them. Your messages should be crafted that they're very nice, they're personal, and that uh, it makes the person just think, you know, nicely about you and the practice and that also that you really want to help them. Now, you know, another way to really disseminate between who you should be following up with first versus, you know, who you should be following up with a little bit later down the line. If you had to categorize your leads, I would in whatever system you have or whatever you're using, and I'm an advocate of using a CRM. Um, and if you need if you need some advice or consulting on which CRMs to use or what a CRM is or what the advantages are, you should have a category in your CRM that you're able to actually label your leads as hot, warm, or cold. Hot leads are people that sounded super interested, sounded committed. Uh, maybe didn't have too many objections, you know, did potentially need to think about it. We're going on a trip, whatever it was, but really, really something interesting. Made an appointment, 
was excited, didn't show up. Uh, you know, we all get lots of no shows and we'll talk. We, if you look at some back at some of the podcasts we've done, um, I've done a podcast on how to really increase your show percentages, but categorizing your leads, it will only give you the roadmap as to who you should be contacting first. So, you know, obviously if you have somebody super interested that those are the people that you want to follow up first. I would follow up with your, your, so your, I would follow up your hottest leads who are in uh, the closest period of time to whatever today is. So, and I would work backwards. So I'm recording this podcast on February 22nd. I would start working back the 21st, the 20th, so on backwards toward January. And then you can move backwards toward 2019. And I understand new leads are coming in and new prospects are coming in. But you, you know, you really need to know who you're supposed to call. A warm lead would be somebody who you think is definitely a good possibility. Um, you know, they were kind of maybe a few on the fence, uh, but you feel like you have a good chance of getting that person in. And, and just remember one thing for a lot of people why they don't get started, you know, other than financially, it's just timing sometimes. You know, it's, sometimes it's timing. I know that for sure that for if you're listening to this call, I'll tell you who your really, really hot leads are. It's everybody you spoke to within the last quarter who is about to get a tax refund in April and is going to re-engage with you and take care of whatever it was that was important, that treatment program. I've seen it happen hundreds of thousands of times. You know, if it was a financial issue, sometimes they're just waiting for a tax refund and they're ready to go. So think about when you're doing your follow-ups, you know, in April, a lot of people got tax refunds and they're ready to purchase then. And then your cold leads are people that just really didn't sound so interested or said, you know, I can't afford it. You know, this is just not affordable with me to me. What I say to people like that is like, I understand right now, Mr. Smith, that this is not something you can afford. It doesn't fit in your budget right now. But what I would like to do is keep in touch with you. Don't mind. I'll give you a call in 90 days. Uh, I'll send you some emails, keeping you up to date with what's going on in the practice. And as long as you're professional and nice that, you know, they're, they're going to want to you know, do business with you. Um, you have to set tasks, so you have to have a calendar for your follow-ups. It just can't be you open up and come in during the day and just look at your leads and say, oh, who should I call today? You need to have a task set up, and again, there should be a temperature for them. Uh, you should be able to see the date that they came in, um, who made appointments and didn't show up, who did show up and didn't get started, and why didn't they get started started and make sure you're annotating all that and then follow up with them. Now, when you, when you're speaking to somebody, just to give you a tip, try to get as much information from them as you can. You know, you want to build a relationship. You want to find out about their life, what their issue is and make notes because when you call them back, you can specifically refer to your notes, knowing what the issues were, maybe something about their family, whatever it is that they show you were listening and that you're interested in, um, you know, getting them started. So annotating notes to interests, why they didn't get started, or as many details about your prospect as possible will help you with your follow-up. Okay. Just a couple more things. Not holding your team accountable. Uh, now, if you're a sales uh, person or in charge of sales at your practice, 
you're and you don't have a manager and you're just responsible for sales, you have to hold yourself accountable. I mean, you need to make X amount of calls a day and you need to have a specific follow up strategy. But just because nobody's looking or asking you about it, you know, I would assume that most of your salespeople are working on some type of commission structure and they, you know, they they rely on that as their compensation. So to not get on the phones and, you know, the the phones aren't just going to ring with people calling back saying, oh, you know, I spoke to you three months ago. You know, I'm ready to get started. They might. It happens occasionally, but it's going to be the exception rather than the rule. So you need to, as a manager, a practice owner, you need to hold your team accountable for their calls and their follow-up. Now, you know, the, the ideal way to do that is to track and monitor your calls, have call tracking software, you know, use a phone system where it shows you how many calls people made. Um, there's a whole lot of reporting that you can look at through that. And if, again, if that's not something that's your forte, you really don't know how to do that and you know you don't really have any type of management plan or accountability plan you can always contact us and we can either help you to put that plan in place and implement it or actually manage it for you and you know one of the final things are is that thinking people are not interested because they didn't answer the phone so somebody submits lead i see this every single day somebody submits a lead and you call them, they don't answer. And you're thinking, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe they're not interested. I'll call them again. So you call them again the next day and they don't answer the phone. Does not mean they're not interested. It just means that there's something going on with them that particular day that they can't answer the phone or they're just not ready to respond. You know, again, it's a timing issue. Uh, maybe they want to talk to you in private. Maybe they're not ready to make a decision yet. They just wanted to get some information about you know, what you're all about. Um, irregardless of that situation, you don't give up. Don't give up. Don't be that salesperson who says, I'll call them one time. And if they don't call me back, that's it. I'm never going to call them back again because you would be surprised how much revenue and how much commission you're leaving on the table with that mentality. Your mentality, your team's mentality should be, Anyone who contacts us is interested in our services. It's not like you're making cold calls to people who never expressed any type of interest in your service. You're calling warm leads. You're calling people who either submitted a web lead, called you, or referred to you. Uh, and just because they don't answer the phone or just because they don't reply to an email does not mean they're not interested. So you can't have that mindset. Your mindset has to be Everybody is interested in our services. Our services are the best and we can help these individuals. And I'm going to keep following up with that person until they tell me that they're either interested or they're not interested. And I don't love the gray area. I don't love the people that are on the fence. I want to help nudge them to get over the fence on the positive side of making a uh, decision. Um, but I'd much rather have somebody say to me, hey, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely not interested. Um, you, know, you don't have to contact me anymore. And that's okay. You know, those who get the most no's really get the most yeses because you're asking you know, consistently uh, for the sale. And that's really, really important. So don't get discouraged because 
You know, people are not answering or not responding right away. It's just part of life. Think about yourself. If you're interested in something and you inquired, you know, sometimes that salesperson's calling you and you're like, oh, I don't feel like talking to them right now. Doesn't mean you're not interested. It just comes down to timing. And then again, the, you know, the most effective way to communicate with your prospects and doing follow up. I am a huge proponent of phone calls. You know, it is the most personal thing you can do. Don't forget, people get, you know, 100 emails a day plus, And it's great because emailing has to be part of your strategy. So it's going to be call first, email, text, call, email, text. You should be making about 15 to 20 contacts, you know, over a few week period to make sure that you're giving yourself the best opportunity to uh, be successful. And then lastly, don't think a lead is too old because somebody was interested, you know, six months ago. Uh, there's a number of reasons why they didn't get involved. Maybe the timing wasn't good for them at that point. Um, maybe nobody followed up with them. And that's what I find is the, you know, number one flaw of most practices or businesses in general. You're just giving up and not following up. So having an automated email process or drip campaigns, that's a great way to just always keep in contact with people and stay top of mind. But, you know, go back. I had one of my practices, somebody asked me a week ago, hey, what should I do from leads from six to 10 months ago? You know, and a great way to, to handle those are, you know, if you had been following up or somebody had been following up with them is to call them and let them know, hey, Mr. Smith, you know, I don't not certainly call and say hello. We'd love to help you out. And if you're not interested, I completely understand. We're just closing out our files right now. You know, give me a call if you're interested in getting started and um, we'll we'd be happy to take care of you. So just to wrap it up, you know, follow up is the most important.